Yo, welcome to G&Q Review, where we review the best TV and film the world has to offer, and sometimes some other stuff too. Three, two, one. And we back, G&Q Review. What's going on, Grant? What's going on, Quinn? How not a are lot. you? Not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, I'm good. Uh, another day. Another day of uh, waiting for, uh, you know, a vaccine. Grant, I'm, I'm team vaccine now. I may have mentioned this before, but I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just nothing's gonna change. You know, I don't think anything's gonna ever go away. Because not in America. Not in America, and not. Oh yeah, definitely not in America. I mean, people. Officially, don't give a fuck. You're not going to stop it. And um, somehow, see that New Zealand concert. What happened? No, I did not. Were they New raging? Zealand eradicated the, the the virus essentially, and they were able to have a a COVID free. They had ten thousand people at a concert because everyone was COVID free. They knew that just because yes. they eradicated it, or did they yes. test them? They've all been. They they have like on every single little ball. ass island. I hate. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they are they're back to normal. They're having concerts, they're having sports events and Yeah, that's happening in China and Taiwan too. Yeah, well, one was through smart phone. I mean, nothing. I mean, dude, I'm I'm all cool for restricting it more like, I mean, like China. I don't know how Taiwan if Taiwan did it authoritarian, but I know China was pretty much like you can't leave your house. Yeah, that, I mean, for a while. and it worked. Like it worked really well. And I wish we took aspects of that. Or, yeah, I think they shut down the city. Like, imagine shutting down the transportation to a city after something like five hundred cases. Like five hundred, <laughs> we're hitting like sixty grand a day. Uh, they're like two hundred thousand deaths, something like States. that. Mm-hmm. It, but it's not. It, I don't look at the deaths that much. As long as the cases are up, people are going to still. Uh, still put up a fight for having any sort of event or gathering or and oh, it, it just makes like it more complicated if, it, if yeah it, i mean if it killed you if you got it and it killed you it made things so much easier people would give a shit people would it's just this more worse than the flu flu that you know is really fucking things up man yeah well so you know if you're like me and quinn and you feel like you need kind of like your event fix. You're like, I haven't been doing events. I need to have fun. Mm-hmm. You can do what we do and just buy tickets for events that probably will be canceled in the future. Like yep. we just bought EDC not too long ago. I felt like I kind of was there, you know, like yeah, I was when buying you bought the ticket, it, I was like, gave him the money. Imagine Las Vegas. We're going to get him there. We're going to be in the desert. We're going to be partying. EDC, we're looking at Airbnbs <laughs> that we stopped looking at. Like, yeah, we basically went to the event and now, you know, we're still paying for that experience. But um, damn, yeah, that's what you should do. Just look for events that have been postponed. Buy the tickets. Yeah, buy the tickets. Feel like like you, you know, your imagination will fill and you know, connect the dots there. You'll be like, wow, I can't wait for EDC 2021. Yeah. When in reality, it, it could 2022? be 2022? 
2023. Yeah. yeah, you can do it on Zoom too. You and your buddies can all buy the tickets. Yeah, make it like official. Like, like you have to know it's not being canceled when you buy them. You know, if like enough- that's how you optimize the high of, of the buy. <laughs> optimize yeah. the high of the buy. Big concerts will have the event if more people buy tickets. No. <laughs> All right, Grant. What um what are we what are we talking about today? We're talking about uh I, what was the I'm trying to think. What was the, the full title. name? Oh, the French, the French title. title. La pa, pa, passion uh de de Jean Dark. Dark, dark, de arc, which in English translates to The Passion of Joan of Arc. This is a 1928 silent film. Um, you know, I don't even have this up, so. It's a 1928 French silent historical film based on the actual record of the trial of Joan of Arc. So 1928, that is that is a bit of a time ago. Long time ago. Um, there's a cool, you know, there's a few cool things. I th- so Joan of Arc actually was canonized. So she was bec- she became a saint, a saint officially in 1920. So only eight years before this, she became. Oh, I didn't know that. A saint. Yeah. So they probably, you know, uh, started. Started no, thinking about the movie. Yeah, started, yeah, the started movie right putting the putting the gears in turn. So this, what'd you think, Grant? I know last week we, you know, our, our lovely guest uh, Patrick, he gave us, he gave us this this masterpiece. You know, he rolled the IMDb RNG dice, and we landed on Joan of Arc. And with every sort of like super old movie, you kind of go into it, and you don't. You don't know what to expect. You know, it's kind of celebrated and <laughs> revered, but you're also like, damn, that's pretty old. And, you know, movies today are just made differently. So there's a high chance that maybe it won't click. So did it did well, it click for you, Grant? Well, I'm sure everyone listened to our last podcast. Our initial reaction wasn't even like, oh, this is an old movie. You were facepalming. Uh, you, no, that's you, what I'm saying. We all, like, I think that maybe you were not this case, but I think oftentimes your knee jerk reaction, um, good or bad is like, Oh man, it's going to be a journey. It's a nineteen twenty Like, and I think it's probably like just the unknown. Um, things have changed a lot. It's not, it's what you were saying. It's not something you're used to. Um, yeah, no, this hit hard though. I will admit, you know, I, you fell asleep. No, no, I didn't. Not, so not. this is the the streak breaker. You, this is the streak breaker. <laughs> you didn't fall asleep during this film. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it was a good film. Though I will say, you know, yes, I started the film and it's plugged. My laptop's plugged into my my thing, and and, and you know, like I think nineteen twenty eight film. Obviously, it's a silent film, but traditionally, silent films were usually. In, in the theater, like cinema, silent cinema, mo- motion pictures was accompanied by uh, some sort of band that would play live music. while Like you're an orchestra. An orchestra or something. Um, 
well, I'm watching this and the credits are going by and there's not, nothing coming out of the TV. I'm like, I, I hope my HDMI is working. Yeah, I'm going to my cord. sound settings. It says it's going to the Samsung TV. Um, shout out to our sponsor, Samsung. Uh, <laughs> but uh, nothing was coming up. So then I went to, I was using VLC. And I went to audio tracks and there was like three audio tracks. Um, so then I had to take a hiatus and like research a little bit, like what, like what's going on with this film? Why, why are there audio tracks? The OG it's silent. And when I say silent, there's not, no, (laughs) zero audio, no noise, which is, we watched sunrise, sunrise or no sun before sunset, before sunset, before sunrise and sunset. Uh, we watched Sunset, which was a 1929 film. If that's off the top of my head, I hope my God. Sunset sounds movie. right. Might be 28. 19. I think 27. Uh, 20. It's definitely I think 27. It's 1927. Okay. Okay. Sunrise: A Song of Two Humans. This film was a silent film. It was great, but there was still music. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't silent. Silent. So this no was dialogue. Like, yeah, they, normally there's no record. Yeah, there's no dialogue, and there's they're not recording anything on set. They have no means of doing that and syncing that up. So um, they didn't, and they just played music. Well, Sunrise was still in music, accompanied to what, whatever version we both watched. Joan of Arc was completely silent, unless I picked. Um, a different audio, audio track. Different audio tracks. I had two of them. One was voices. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think I think um, one was voices of light, and yes. another one was this Will Gregory and Adrian Utley's score. And yeah. then I saw another one, even with a uh, a commentary by like a film scholar. Oh, I saw that one too. I was like, that's out of question that's i can't not do that so what did you what did you end up doing grant so it's a couple minutes go by and you you choose what it's like once they show start showing the scene yeah i do voices of light okay i i did the the same thing and even in very eerily fashion to to grant you know i put mine on and i i don't really do any research before the films anymore and i just put it on and I'm like, this is this is silent. This is, like, I, I don't. <laughs> I can hear like neighbors. I can hear phone. Uh, yeah, I was like, I I'm not really in it. And I did my own research, and there's like, I mean, a, a decently like large like matrix of viewing uh, choices for this movie, because like 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 you said, the original one was silent which I think at the time of release was um, accompanied by some sort of score or an orchestra, something was there. And then like, I don't know, a decade or two goes by and then it kind of went through a period of revival where like the OG just silent film was playing. There was no score. And so people liked that for some reason. And then recently... a lot of, I guess, within the past 20 years, a lot of these specific scores have been made to accompany the film. And 
I went with the Voices of Light too, and I thought it was, um, I thought it was great with that. Another thing that they, that the OG film, this film has a lot of history, which was interesting reading about it. Like the original recording was in like twenty frames per second. Oh yeah. So reading something about this in the version that you watched, and the, probably the version that I watched, this revived kind of restored version it's actually shot in 24 frames per second because i remember we looked up the runtime last week and it was a little under two hours or something like that but you know my my film went by faster than that yeah it was like an hour 15 or something and you kind of notice it at least in the beginning of the film where people are like moving and walking around it looks kind of a little sped up um it's not it was originally filmed in 20 and then that up yes to 24 yes why ah there you got me grant um i don't know the reasoning for why they sped it up to 24 frames per second i think that's interesting there's a i don't know if there was any one specific reason i think it's a combination of uh technology and uh, i don't know the film over a period of, I mean, decades and decades. But that is what they decided to restore it as. And um, I know it got restored in, in 2015 by, I don't know, some institute. And that's what they chose because even, I, I don't know the exact year, but the original like negative of this film was burned in a fire. It was lost. Oftentimes they are actually it's like negatives are very flammable because they're made of nitrate. Um, there's a lot of old, you know, if a fire happens, negatives are the first to go. They just blow up. And what's really interesting about this is they couldn't find, they lost it and they couldn't find the original version for years. Like and they found it <laughs> decades. Yeah. Was it 50 years? I think it was like 50 years. I mean, from the time the movie was released to uh, something like 1980. Uh, where they found the oh my god they found it in like wild. a closet i mean that would be wild no they found it in a mental institute like they found fe- several film canisters in the jan- oh yeah you're right in a janitor's closet at a mental in- institute in in fucking norway like that's <laughs> insane and like dude the original negatives like the, i mean it's insane um, yeah, I'm reading more about the 20 and 24 FPS, and I guess it was also due to the fact that they like hand cranked the films back in the day. Mm-hmm. So there were like variable, yeah, uh, so rates. You're basically, you're cranking it and exposing each frame to light, right? And you, you try to do it at constant speed, but you know, it was in 1920. There's no motors doing. Yeah, it. there's nothing going on. So I think that twenty number comes from how it kind of was. They were shooting for that number, uh, but then they kind of just standardized it to twenty four. But I mean, yeah. So that's that's crazy. They they thought they lost it forever. They found it. They restored it. I mean the the. the the thing, the, the one I got, it, yeah. I mean, it looked phenomenal. Dude, I mean, these restored negatives, like, 
I mean, now digital is is comparable. Like you can do 4K, right? But like if you restore an OG negative back in the day, like I mean, that's you're taking a photo essentially each frame. Like you're taking a real photo. It's not like a digital. There's no processing, right? You're you're literally exposing the film to light and, and capturing that with each each yeah each frame. So when they do restorations, like you, they can do it 4K, like this 1928 film or 1929 film. I mean, the quality is crazy for for being made back then. Yeah, so that that's a little bit of the backstory history the of the film. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's important to know. It's very cool. Um, you know, this is like what we studied. Um, and actually, remember, you know, I facepalmed. It's because I didn't, I didn't actually think I saw this whole thing. I think I only saw the beginning scenes. And oftentimes, um, as I mentioned, you know, in when you're studying these things for film you are studying a concept usually. So we were studying uh, different film angles and film techniques and the extreme close-up was first done with this film, which is a close-up of a face or, or a single feature of the face. So what did you think of the actual film, Grant? What, you know what? It was, I mean, with the soundtrack, <laughs> with the sound with the soundtrack it was great i actually really enjoyed it um the acting was like of uh, what's her name of joan falcon falconetti yeah she was dude she was phenomenal for i mean if she was a bad actress the film wouldn't be a film right yeah i think she's i mean she's really the most important She's like the, it's the, the whole film's her, essentially just a sh- like continuous shots of her. Um, really well done by her, and I enjoyed it. And I thought with the soundtrack, it was very accessible um, to, to an average view. Wa- yeah, we've been watching films a lot, but I, I mean, I'm the kind of guy who needs to put a podcast on to do my dishes, <laughs> so. <laughs> And, and this was very accessible to me. Well, that's that's good to hear. I, I I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you. So I guess the film, you know, follows Joan of Arc's persecution. So in reality, I think this happened over the course of months. And in this film, they kind of turn her trial into a day thing yeah. a day uh, of, of judges of dramatized dramatization um that basically i mean spoiler alert ends up um i guess the two biggest plot points are one she the whole film they're trying to get her to renounce her her faith that she's not that god has not sent her to do the things that she believes she was sent by god um to fight, mission, right? to fight the English. Fight the English, which is... And then she's being tried. I didn't understand this because I didn't know the history. She's being tried by English sympathizers. Like people who are siding with the English. Did you know that? They are. What do you mean they're siding? I mean... They are... Let me... You continue. Sure. I'll find... I'll find well, I mean, the whole kind of... I mean, religion is kind of... 
ridiculous. It's like two countries going to war with each other, and one side says God is on our side, and the other one says no God's on my side. And um, it was kind of fascinating to see that, oh, they weren't going to kill her if she admitted, like in real life, if she admitted that, you know, yeah, God's actually on English's side, and you were you were kind of tricked into doing this. Like, all you got to do is say that, and we won't, like, kill you. But if you uh, do not renounce your your faith, your resolve that, you know, God is for the French, then we're going to get you. We're going to get you. So, I don't know. It was a, um, I don't think it was a bad movie. A lot of people really, really, really love this movie. I thought it was really good. You know... You call it the best film of all time, the defining it was, picture. It was one of the best acting. Like the whole film was, it's you know, it's so raw and just literally acting. Like not only is it doing just close-ups of uh, Falconetti's face, but the whole the whole film rides on her. She makes or breaks the whole film, and absolutely superb acting, and. You have to keep in mind it's acting without saying anything. It's all just facial expressions, um, which is absolutely insane to think about. And one of the cool things about the like film as a medium, it's like you have acting on in, in theater on stage, and you have to be, you have to make an emphasis and exaggerate to an extent because there's how many rows in a theater, right? You have to. Mm-hmm. allow the people in the back row to, to see and understand the story. But, you know, film, and I sp- especially like you can notice it with, with a film like this, is all these subtleties of true expression, you know, like the subtle acting that now is what we think of as acting in general um, for the most part because we consume way more television film than theater. Um, it's really impressive, to see this and not, and to see this with done without words and still be moved and to see it in 1929. But Grant, if there wasn't that score there, it'd be a little, a little that's tougher. My atten- I think that's my attention span though. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it would be tougher for sure. Yeah. yeah I agree with you. It's an but I, I think any, I think, Dude, imagine watching like a Marvel movie without sound. I guess it'd be like more. I don't know. This there's not a lot of jump cuts or anything like that. It's like a slower, more very realistic film. So long cuts and it makes you feel like you're there and you 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 know you're in the situation yourselves. Yeah, it's very intimate. Uh, I see this phrase being thrown out a lot, or facts, might I say, where there are no establishing shots in this film. So there's no, like, you don't zoom out and you show the courthouse where she is, or you zoom out and you show the location. Yeah, the setting, basically. It's all medium shots, close-up shots on Joan and the judge's and everybody else, I guess the the people that were uh, 
the vill- villagers is the citizens i guess i don't really know what the right term is for them citizens, but, yeah. but yeah and uh she does renounce her faith at one point which i i don't is that do you know if that's the way she did it in real life cuz i know there's been other uh productions movies films where um she kind of does the same thing but maybe in a different way where she basically says she basically renounces her her faith and then takes it back later and says, Oh wait, I was lying. She 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 just signed. She said that the devil made her do it. And then she said, no, I was just lying for my life. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 Let me check. Um, I mean, I don't know if it matters too much, but she was definitely burned at the stake. She was illiterate too. They really cared about cross dressing too. There's, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of history that, you know, some sometimes it's better not to do the research before the film, but then other times. This one was uh, very historical, but it was very cool. It like was a great introduction to the history, and I'm a sucker for. Um, you know, this this reminded me, like, uh, uh, the Judgment of Nuremberg, I think, is takes some uh, inspirations from this. Mm-hmm. Both, obviously, already historical events unrelated to each other, but the act of remaking the film and portraying it in such a way, um, though I would say Judgment of Nuremberg definitely towed the line of morality while this one... I felt like the viewer was was pushed to side with Joan the whole time, but maybe that was just me. I think she that's... was always very witty, you know, and and uh, said the r- perfect thing every time, which I I think is based off real dialogue. But um, yeah, she's made have... by a French person, right? Um, I I think there is a a more you know the perspective is is sympathy. Yeah, they love yeah. her. I mean, they yeah. they turn her into a saint. So, yeah, they, there's probably some some bias towards towards that. Her character is interesting. I mean, I really I've heard the name before, but really couldn't tell you a thing about her. And I thought she was like a war hero. Well, she is. She led. She led. An army. Yeah. That's nuts. As a I mean, I don't know how she got in that position. Sure you could take a whole college class on how she became <laughs> just on her history. Uh a lot of a lot of French, a lot of English his, history. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a very it's a cool story. I guess in general, let's see if I have anything in my notes. Um, did you notice the Englishman who had kind of like the devil horns haircut? No, I did not. <laughs> he had like the the haircut they kept on twisting up, as in like uh, devil horns. You maybe know, that... uh, maybe I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't, I don't think I was being that. 
Uh, we've mentioned that in film class, so I remember. That. <laughs> um, they were going to, like, torture her. Why do they have a fucking... I don't know where they're at, but why is there a torture chamber? That's just what you do. What do you mean? It's take the... A bunch of... I guess, are they priests? They're, they're judges. They have torture chambers in the courtroom? What does, I, don't, I think the law looked a lot different. Why, why can't you torture the, the, the person under scrutiny? Maybe they have some sort of suspicion and I don't know. <laughs> so none of them were religious at all? No, I think they were religious. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was just they believed that, you know, God's for the English. It's not for the French. How could he be for the French when he's for the English? So that's... (laughs) I don't know. I just kept thinking about the... Once I learned about the fire and how, like, how the film was lost for a while. And then it came back. No. Well, uh, I may have discovered it while I was trying to figure out what goddamn soundtrack to use right then i was thinking about the internet i was like you're not gonna lose a film anymore which is great but is that is it really a good thing is the internet really a good thing i have a question for you yeah hit me what play does this remind you of um is it uh oh you're putting me on the spot here grant i know what uh you want to mention religious persecution um uh it's the something you not know. the uh I'm, I'm at a loss grant i know what you're talking about maybe you don't no i do know the crucible the crucible yeah 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 that's <laughs> what you're thinking of yeah the play that you were Was- a lead in in high school you forgot the name <laughs> i told you man a lot of religious persecution going on i knew it was the something i'm getting old man a quarter of a, a quarter life crisis yeah damn that's a that's a grant move I could, right there. i could picture it man names <laughs> are, are really meaningless now just, not. i think in like you know visual terms i can see the play i can hear the play but I yeah, just the crucible, but the for crucible. sure, right? So like I mean the the whole play is or at least the climax was John Proctor wasn't gonna sign his name away. Really admit to things he didn't do. I think Joan of Arc was the same way. She wasn't even if it met her death, she couldn't she couldn't morally do it. Do you what did John Proctor uh do? Or what did they want him to say he did? Do you remember that, Grant? He had to... It was very, very similar. He had to, like, renounce his good name, like his good Christian name, if I remember correctly. And he wow, had Grant, to... you can't remember the film? You're giving me some, some shit? I don't remember the fucking <laughs> This is the ending of the film. Shouldn't you uh, know? Of the film, or do you mean or the play? Well, it's both, I guess, if you're, if you're being... Or do you have to pull it up, or should I pull it up? Um, Chris, well, I think they were gonna like pin his name, like the letter to the wall, the door of the church, and you had an affair with Abigail. I know that, but what did the 
the actual what I don't know what was actually on the paper that he was going to sign. I think he was just renouncing his. It was some sort of confession. Declares he cannot throw away his good name. Yeah. My name. My name. Anything but my name. <laughs> I don't know what he, the fuck he was confessing for. Just testifying to the to the guilt, I guess. A written confession to be displayed on the church door. See, that's what he said. Yeah, but what did he? What did he do? He was saying he was saying verbal confession was good enough. He wasn't going to sign his name. No, but what what is the crime? Oh, he was cheating on his wife. Oh. Okay. Well, that's kind of more understandable than saying that you were that God is whispering in your ear to to attack the English. So, I don't know. There were some parts that were just you know the religious persecution i don't really vibe with it so it wasn't uh it's definitely powerful especially with the soundtrack i mean i think if you uh it it can put you in a a different place for sure no i i liked it um I was confused how they were kind of like at a circus at one point, or there was like a sword swallower and someone swinging on the gallows, and there was a guy who put his arm around his back and did like a double-jointed thing. You remember all this? Yeah, yeah. What was that about? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. It was really weird to me. I was confused. I don't know. <laughs> like, like are, is the English like a cert, like they're all fools? Uh, I know it got yeah, bad feedback. It was like banned in, in uh, the UK for a while. It was banned. Why, why was it banned? Because it made them look like fools. Because <laughs> of that scene, or just I don't know. I don't know. Well, also, thing? you know, like the the non judges who would like like were toothless and they would like like mess with her, like take her ring and stuff, and like they put the crown on oh, her. Oh yeah, know? yeah, those guys. But. She got the ring back. Yeah. Do you My think last you would... thing. Yeah. Last thing. Um, she says, God moves in mysterious ways. Is that a Bible verse? Or is, or did that phrase come from this movie? Uh, no, I, I mean, I'm, I think it's probably in the Bible, something like, God, God in mysterious ways. Not moves. You usually hear that it's something like God, like God acts in mysterious ways, and that may or may not come from a verse in the Bible, or maybe it's just some sort of a. Yeah, it looks like it was pre. This oh no, it is a quote from a hymn. God moves in a mysterious way. It's like a, a lyric to a hymn. Anyways. Um, oh, and the last thing. Dude, are you... Have you done... Um, what's it called? Communion? Comedian? Stand-up communion? comedy? No, communion. Yeah, I did communion. Second so grade. Play. Okay. What you, got a, you got a question about communion, Grant, you want to ask? 
maybe I'm thinking, you know, when you take the body of Christ. Is that yes. Yes. Right? Yep. The first time. Well, Bro, yeah. in 1928, they used those fucking wafers too. Like that was how long have they been doing the wafers? I don't those know, wafers are like really. I thought those were like a new thing. I mean, then I don't know. Do they fucking taste terrible? So yeah, they dissolve in your mouth. Like they're mass producing these. Like that's not bread. Well, it's not. It's bread until the the priest blesses it. No, until the body turns- bread is the body of Christ. Is what you know, like so. It's like a bread product, but it's not like I imagine traditional communion was actually with a piece of bread, not just like manufactured fucking wafer. Maybe I was I, surprised I don't know. to see it in a nineteen twenty. I thought it was a new invention or a tradition. Shit, they're probably still holding on to old wafers. I remember as oh man, as a kid, I I hated that man, hated it. <laughs> What the wafer? Yeah, dude, it's so it, it's so dry and bad tasting. It was a ne- I mean, I just couldn't I couldn't swallow it. Like I had really problems swallowing it. I was like, oh shit. Everyone else is talking again. Still this thing in my mouth. <laughs> Quinn was choking on the body of Christ. Good. And you're like, you're too young to kind of go for the wine. Um, so it wasn't good. I just needed some water. I just need water. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, uh, favorable. I don't think people think that's a little bit frowned upon. It's when you're washing down the the body of Christ with, you know, a Dasani. <laughs> I mean, normally you wash it down with wine. I think it's maybe that's not the right term. It's taken with. Sure, you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You get liquid right after. But yeah, um, communion hasn't really changed much. Can't tell you the last time I I had it though. So Grant, is it is it about that time, Grant? Yeah, I think so. It is the time where we uh, objectively rate this film using the patented. The G&Q patented review, where we decide whether the true rating of the film is over or under the IMDb rating. And Grant is one of the most critically acclaimed movies of all time, though not a lot of IMDb votes. 46,000. Right. Oh, yes. So it is it is an 8.1. I'd go above that. Honestly, I liked it a lot. I would watch it again. I'm realizing these old films, as much as I might, you know, not look forward to them in the moment, I, I do enjoy them a lot. Because um, you think they're old and you you think your attention span is going to be lost? Or what, what's been a... What movie burned you, Grant? What movie gave you this? You know, this prejudice? one largely was like one in my head that I thought was like like painful, but I don't know. <laughs> I never saw it. I saw like like scenes of it, but I never saw the whole film. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
like an hour of just like a close up of of Joan's face or something. Yeah, that's what in my head that's what it was, you know. Damn. Um I'm going to be under I guess the the critics don't come in uh kill me, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was a an immersive, intimate, like I said, film. But I don't know if I would call it one of the greatest films of all time. And maybe I just need a maybe I need to get a little bit older, another twenty five years, until I truly appreciate the uh, good film. You know, I think it's the historical aspect for me. If it wasn't based yeah. off a true story, I don't think I would have liked it as much. And that's just like, I mean, talk about my TV movie interest just in general. I just really enjoy the historical aspect of it where like you watch it and it just gives you a better insight. It's, it's a dramatization, obviously, but it's done in a way that makes you, you know, causes you to empathize with and kind of be in that, that moment. You know, you kind of understood what it was like, what it was probably like for, for Joe. Tastefully done. Tastefully done. All right, Grant, what? We got an over, we got an under, and that's about it for The Passion of Joan of Arc, 1980. It's been a while since we disagreed. Yeah. I don't think it's a huge disagreement. I would have bet, though, if you asked, like, I would have been like, yeah, I don't think Quinn, like, loved this movie. We're in, we're in sync, Grant. We're just, I, okay. I, I guess maybe, it, what would I say? Would Grant like this movie? I don't know. I think it's a toss up. It'd be hard. It's got that sort of Mad Men vibe nothing to it. Happening. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> There's people talking, some historical stuff, but then also it's pretty old and maybe some parts, maybe since it wasn't accurate to the historical events. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Well, all right, cool. Grant. You ready for next week? What's what's happening next week? Well, this is like, you know, we were speaking at the beginning of the podcast. You know, everyone's looking forward to events. I think everyone's missing looking forward to anything. Yep. No one looks forward. You can't look forward to anything anymore. There's nothing like like through your work day where you're like, well, at least this weekend I'm going to Cedar Point. It's about to be dope. Like, mm-mm, none of that happens. But one of the few things that at least I know some people are looking forward to is what? Well, this movie was announced as a sequel. It was announced in September and then immediately Amazon prime was like, we want this exclusive to our platform. And you so, got a lot of money. Yeah. Bezos got, yeah. Spent all the money in the world, but this is like no one from what I understand was expecting this. It was uh, it is a sequel to Borat. Let me. It's called Borat. Uh, it's got a long name. Yes, it has a really long name. But most people call it the Borat subsequent movie film. The full title <laughs> is uh, Borat subsequent movie film delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Hmm. Also known as Borat 2. <laughs> Rolls right off the time. Um, there is film of a Trump impersonator at a rally 
back in February, it was Borat. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's going to be, I mean, it, have you seen all of his Ali G shit? He's hilarious. I love it's Borat. Been a, it's been a long time. I mean, I, it's I haven't always seen funny. Bruno, but this is a grant request. I thought it'd be fun to watch this, um, especially because I think people are looking forward to this movie to, to bring some light in an otherwise dark 2020 yep i i um i'm looking forward to watching it i haven't i can't think of too many comedies that i'm uh like a new co- comedy that you've, like awaited the release of sure i mean not even I, i've not even like awaited this film but it's something on your radar that's like hey yeah i'll definitely check that out and it's so easy too. You know, it's just Amazon Prime. Put it up. Not that put it Disney up on the TV. Bullshit, and you have to pay extra and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's just there. I think yeah, the on Disney. Friday. Yeah, on Friday it comes out. We put it up and uh, we'll we'll uh, By the check time it out. You guys are listening to this. It'll have it'll be, just released. It'll be out. If you're listening yeah, to this, you, listening to this. if you don't have Amazon Prime, then it sucks. <laughs> sucks. Um, you find what are you doing friends, with your life? <laughs> like just split an account with someone, or yeah, you don't your roommates. Maybe you don't trust your roommates. Maybe you gotta you gotta find some people. You do, and, even though I'm I'm like my heart is in the boat of like. Amazon alternatives. They're too big of a monopoly. Shut the fuck but then up. I'm like, convenience, though. <laughs> you don't know how many times I've ordered Whole Foods to my house and it comes like two hours later. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's Dude, great. Shop. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, Borat 2 or Borat subsequent movie film. I like that title. Borat subsequent Borat movie. Borat subsequent film. movie film. Um, that is, we will review that next week. Thank you all for joining us this week, though. And please feel free to reach out to us. You can email us feedback at gqreview.com. Yes, dot com. We are real podcast corporation. We're official, sponsored by Samsung, as I said earlier. And uh, follow us on our social media at GQ Review. We have an Instagram and we have a Twitter. So thank you again and see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.